0: And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. Hope you're all doing well and thank you for listening to this episode. This is a slightly different angle on this episode because we are going to be talking on a topic that is incredibly important, and something that we all need to be very conscious of as we lead businesses and lead teams. So it's a very big welcome today to G Gahir. sorry, and G is a well the wellbeing lead at the NHS, and she has a huge amount of experience in dealing with. People with all sorts of stress and issues, and really helps them through that. And in addition to that, G works with executives, senior executives, middle, middle level um, management, people that are facing really big challenges as we come through lockdown. So I'm going to hand it over to G to give us a more detailed introduction. But we're going to be talking through this topic and how practical tips on how you can deal with it and come through the other side. Gee, a big welcome to you. Thank you very much. This is going to be such a fascinating and very
1: pertinent um, episode today. So a big welcome to you. Please do an introduction. Thank you Rebecca and thank you for inviting me on to your podcast. Yes it's something that we're both very passionate about um, in our conversation so um, as you quite rightly said I am uh, right now the well-being lead in the NHS. We've just, it's been a year since I was invited to implement um, the wellbeing service. So it's a non-clinical wellbeing arm to the NHS. And it was um, actually um, necessary because of the workload in primary care on GPs and frontline staff. And what we've been seeing through the pandemic and lockdown is, you know, a huge population moving through or coming through our doors with stress and um, the um, impact that lockdown has had on their mental well being. Um, in addition to that, I'm also currently working with the proactive framework, a UCL prevention and proactive care framework um, model. Um, and yeah, and my background is you know 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry and um a scientific background um yeah well we've had some great conversations about the
0: results that you've been getting which we'd really like to bring those out as we go through this conversation but let's just kick off and just put some context around what does leadership
1: mean to you it's really interesting great leadership great leadership well um rebecca it's for me, the you know, my, my training and my background has been between the parallels of two worlds. One, the spiritual elements and so my background, um, if I just, you know, expand on that slightly, is about yoga, but it's a yoga lifestyle. It's not the yoga that we see now in the Western world that's coming through. So I've been exposed to a lot of leadership but in the spiritual realm um, and that kind of leadership looks very different to the leadership we see in businesses. Um, one of the books that really inspired me was the Tao of Physics written by fritz Kapra. Capra. He looks at the parallels between two worlds, Western and Eastern. So If I were to answer that question about what leadership looks like, there's this wonderful verse from Lao Tzu, um, who wrote the I Ching. And in there, he describes that, you know, the, the, not the best, I suppose is a different word for that. The most magnetic type of leadership is that where a person or a master can engage with and connect with their people at a heart level. So it's all about empathic leadership for me. Um, because I, I find, even you know, in my own experience, that if we can um, inspire our workforce, our people, um, and really tease out their potential and their passion and their purpose, the results come automatically.
0: And have you been in in, in a place where you've had that style of leadership?
1: I've been in that place where I've had um, CEOs or managers who have allowed me the accountability or the space to just, you know, it's a blank canvas, gee, this is what, these are the outcomes we're looking for, just do what you need to do. And um, Sorry, gee, you go, sorry. No, no, and, and that is, you know, was one of, well, I can think of two occasions where that's happened and the real results have been immense, you know, um, where we've gone on to win cross-functional team awards, um, uh, leadership wards and it's because you've you've got a canvas to express your creativity and your skills and your strengths and perhaps create a team around you who can really fill in the gaps so it becomes a uh, an incredible team yeah
0: so would you say G, that how you would decipher this style of leadership is about allowing that creativity to come through, giving teams um, empowerment to design new ideas, new processes, new ways of working. and That's what you consider to be this kind of magnetic style of leadership, this heart-centered leadership. What was the question? Sorry. Everybody. So, the question How would you decipher this kind of heart um, centered leadership? If we were to distill that into some practical ways of leading, would it be around allowing that creativity to flow through, empowering teams oh, to kind of really take
1: responsibility and see where it goes within perhaps a framework, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. Things like, you know, first and foremost, let's just look at where we are post lockdown and, you know, coming through the pandemic. It's a completely different environment. So, you know, one thing that we would advocate or we do advocate is something like a 360 feedback. Right now is so important just to see how the land lies. And I often think about, um, you know, situations a bit like a mountain and, um, you know, people will view that mountain depending on where they are. So everyone's truth for them is, is, is valid. And so by getting a 360 feedback, we can see all the dimensions of that mountain right now. And once we've pulled that information together, we can then begin to create an environment based on a framework. You know what values are important to people right now, um, and one of those coming through our well-being service is that people, like executives, you know, people in positions of power, don't feel as if they can just speak their truth. So this is, you know, a big one right now is have we created an environment where people can just speak truly about how they're feeling without feeling fearful of losing their job or their status or, you know, that they lack the resilience that people have um, aspired within them. So they, you know, these are people that have always had a way to bounce back regardless of anything but actually they're falling apart from the seams you know what does this look like such a, a great point I think Jean
0: um you know how do companies create that environment that truly allows this to happen where people really feel that they can openly talk about where they are without fear of recrimination yes no judgment so, Yeah, no judgment. Absolutely. So you are you've been witnessing people in this place and feeling very stressed as a a result of it. I assume that's what you're seeing coming through.
1: Yes, it's the it's the, you know, the unfamiliar patterns that we've been forced into. Um, that have created this situation where people are not only having to deal with their, you know, the work, the pressure of work, but also the family environment all in one space. Yeah. So it, it's very, it's different to what we've experienced in the past.
0: What advice would you give, Dee? I mean, maybe you you have a very senior executive coming to you feeling, um, firstly, they're feeling under pressure And then the situation where you've got a chief executive who's concerned about their team. So we could take each of those. What practical tips would you give any senior executive who may right now be feeling very uncomfortable, very stressed,
1: very concerned? So in both of those situations, if if we just, you know, I, I usually, we usually talk through, first of all, with intuitive coaching, which is a style of coaching that I advocate. It's all about listening. So we spend a lot of time listening to what is really causing these feelings. Um, So it's a listening skill, but then teaching them how to pause because if we think about it, we're constantly on the go. If that's not physically, then in our mind, we've got a gazillion, you know, to-do lists floating through. What about this? What about this? What about this? It's actually when we come to a state of pause, how do we pause? So some of the techniques I teach are actually from, you know, yoga philosophy, although I don't really, talk about yoga as such, but a lot of my techniques are through that because it's helped me personally through my life. And I know that these techniques are very empowering, very simple as well, because most people think, is is that it? And so I will coach them through a 20 minute um, technique. And within those 20 minutes, they found their anchor. And that is so empowering. For me, it's all about empowering people so that they can then take um, control. Because at the end of the day, we all know what to do. You know, we have that wisdom and knowledge within us. My job is to facilitate that, to help you anchor so that you can then dig deep within to, to have the courage to pull out, you know, whatever tools you need to then address the issues. And we talk through this.
0: And I can see how that's going to work for somebody who's um, whatever stage they may be in their career that needs to feel calmer about their work and more in control about their life. What would be the signs, um, G for a leader looking at their team and wanting to just check how resilient their team might be feeling or how stressful their team might be feeling? What, what would they need
1: to look for? This is a very common one, Rebecca, because um, a lot of the feedback um, I've been receiving is that managers are so focused on targets at the moment that they fail to see even the simplest um. Uh, symptoms or signs that their team are, you know, not really there, they're not engaging. Some of those telltale signs are presenteeism. They're, they're there physically, so the team is present physically, but mentally they're not engaging. So there's this real distant look or void, expression of a void on their faces. Um, a lot of people are wearing masks right now, where they um, are just uh, enacting what they're supposed to be doing.
0: They don't mean a mask that we just put on to prevent germs, you mean an actual
1: facial mask. A face, yeah, they're just just wearing faces, they're wearing smiles, but actually the, the light on their face, or the energetic expression of you know passion and engagement is completely missing they may be tired okay so feelings of tired perhaps you've noticed a little bit this this person is inspiring usually or motivational and now they've you know their shoulders are dropping forward or they've got slight bags under their eyes you know these are telltale signs that they're carrying weight that normally isn't there, they may be late, turning up late, there may be some excuses that are being made, maybe, you know, their, um, uh, the timeliness of their the projects and, and things, you know, so these are all telltale signs, I suppose, mentally, there's that mental fog, so they're not quick, they're not, fast there is always a subtle change that we notice in our team or individuals within the team because everyone's got different characters but we can only see them and then we're not blindsided by the targets with the pressure of the targets so it's actually teaching managers to park those targets and tune into their team it's such an interesting
0: point G, and, and very well made because busy leaders unless they really focus in on this, are going to miss it. And if they miss it, then their teams are less resilient. And ultimately, it's going to reduce the performance of the team and the results. So it becomes a bit of a vicious circle.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, Rebecca. Um, I was going to say something. I've lost my thread of thought. So, you know, it
0: it is the importance of the leader really understanding this and, being very conscious of it. So, what? Let's let's talk through some practicalities here, G. If you wouldn't mind, we've we've got a leader who's recognised that there some of these things in their team, a bit of slippage here and there, a little less enthusiasm, looking a bit tired. And what do they do about that? What would you suggest would be good next steps to take?
1: Program some time out, recognize Mm. that Um, I've, I've been in situations where, you know, there's been a lot of pressure in my life. It could be personal. It could be anything. But having a manager that just recognizes that and says, you know what? Why don't you take half a day off? Just take that time, go home and do what you need to do. Or perhaps it's the pressure of picking up children. It's a case of just giving them that flexibility to say, you know, just, and that time is creating space for them to breathe rather than having the, um, that that fear of, oh, well, I've got to do this. Um, otherwise I'll lose my job or other, otherwise I'll be judged. Otherwise, you know, they feel the guilt. So I think having those meaningful conversations with your team. And at the end of the day, we're all leaders in our own capacity, right? Um, so there's, there's really, it's, for me, it's not seeing the hierarchical approach of leadership. It's meeting us all at that human level to say, I can see that you're feeling tired, or I can see that you could really um, do with the afternoon off or having i don't know a team event where there's more creativity so getting in touch with the creative side also helps shift you know the pressure that we're feeling so it really changes the stress response within the body and how we're dealing about with it at a physiological level so yeah i th- those are probably my go to's I think that's
0: a great idea because often you go and do something completely different. Yes. It's amazing how those problems that have built up in your mind or you're feeling under pressure right they they just get parked. They just go away and you just go and do something completely different and come back to it
1: very refreshed. Yes. I call that theory dot. So I introduce everyone to dot. And you know, if you think about a canvas um And imagine a dot in the middle of it. Everyone focuses on dot. And dot could be, you know, the unfinished project work or all of the tasks that you still got to do or this feeling of the the headaches or the tension. And most people will just keep prodding and pressing on dot, but not really shifting their perspective to see the rest of the canvas. And so if we just you know, learn to shift our perspective and see all the space we've got around us and the creativity that's um, uh, available to us. Again, it shifts our energetic state, which then, yeah, alleviates that um, place that we've been procrastinating over.
0: Yeah, and it all starts with our physiology, to yeah. doesn't it? I mean, that is the foundation to everything. And I don't know whether you agree with this, but this is how I see it. It's your physiology will influence everything from your thinking to your behaviours to your thought processes, the whole thing. So we need to have our physiology
1: in good shape. I, do, you, do you agree? Yeah, I do agree, Rebecca. And you know, even with the stress response, the basics that sometimes that I'm I'm relaying um, to some of the clients that are coming through is. You know, two of the signs and symptoms of stress is that the gut will switch off. It's the digestive complaints. It's the inflammation of the belly because this is our emotional brain, is the gut. You know, that's we we have that gut feeling. So, you know, if you've got any symptoms around the digestive system, that's already a warning sign from the body's physiology saying, don't forget me. You know, It's the signs of skipping breakfast or not feeling hungry um, and then having the caffeine binges around 11 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 p.m. Um, uh, during the day just to give you an artificial surge of energy to keep you going. So these are telltale signs that you really need to address the stress physiology within your body. How do we do that?
0: That's... Uh... Very uh, pertinent, I think, G. And just maybe some advice might be just to kind of take some time out to think about how is your body actually feeling? Yeah. Don't yeah. Keep
1: pushing forward all the time. Just reflect for a moment. Yes. And that's where the pause comes in, right? We take, yeah, absolutely. Trip, yes. And we pause and we're, we're just scanning. We're just scanning how we are and where we are and what's important to us right now in this moment. Because often, we find ourselves living in our head. And that becomes our reality. So we're so disengaged with our body and how the body's feeling, you know, the tension across the neck, the pain, the moving pain around the body. This is all stress communicating itself to say, you know, get up, do something, take action. Um, Because that's what we're, we're trained or we should be doing when we're feeling the stress
0: yeah and when we're feeling stressed we're releasing stress hormones so we're impounding the whole situation compounding the whole situation really absolutely yeah and we are responding in a very stressed way and that will have a big impact on work how we think and and what we do
1: Yeah, our performance especially. So it's all about recalibrating the stress response as early as we can. And some of the breath work and the breath techniques that I teach puts you in a space where you're in the eye of the storm. So it doesn't matter how chaotic things are around you, you almost have this matrix effect where you can slow things down. It's very difficult to describe, but when you've experienced it, it's like, oh, now I understand. This
0: sounds like a great session, G, and I understand you you get incredible results with it. So perhaps you'd just like to share a little bit of um, the outcomes and results that people have from
1: having a session with you. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. So some of the feedback um, we've had uh, through the service is, you know, after their first session. The, the next session that we book, so it's usually six sessions. So, um, our, you know, our, our feedback, um, uh, the analysis of the, the patients that we've seen and the clients we've seen has shown that six sessions are the minimum, the baseline that we need to see the change. So, I always work on the 40 day basis because it takes 40 days to reframe physiology, to reframe our muscle memory. But after the first session, there's a shift. There's a huge shift in how they're feeling or how they're seeing, the perceiving the world, um, just their their state of being. And they'll, you know, people come in with a smile on their face rather than feeling as though the world is on their shoulder and things have shifted. And it's so wonderful seeing this. You know, I remember. Um, low mood and depression has been, uh, you know, part of the cycle of um, the stress response. And that happens after fatigue. So we're seeing a lot of people with fatigue coming through and the low mood. Um, But to see the energy levels lift after just one session, um, and that's usually the breath work, we call it um, your seat of power, or re-engaging with your seat of power is, uh, uh, amazing it, it's yes that's what really does it for me it's making a difference to someone oh i can see that G. and how if somebody
0: wanted to uh, come and have a chat to you or book a session with you what do they what do they do um,
1: right now we're offering this uh, if you go to my website g got and there's a online questionnaire if you just complete that that gives us an oversight of how you may be feeling right now. Um, and that gives you access to a free 30 minute online con- consultation. So that's probably a really good starting point. Um, we've also got, we've just launched actually the wellbeing wizards podcast. So this is a platform we've launched um, following a year of seeing thousands of clients coming through with, you know, similar patterns. Their stories are different, but the patterns of physiology that are um, coming to the surface are the same. So based on the patterns, we've launched particular topics through our podcast. So, you know, lockdown and grief, lockdown and purpose, lockdown and anxiety. And we've just launched lockdown and fatigue so these are like the four common ones that are coming through um and there's a few more uh, that we're going to be launching but it's well worth tuning into the Wellbeing wizards podcasts for some top tips as well
0: well that sounds amazing and um going to be hugely beneficial for anybody, any executive, any leader or anybody feeling the pressure right now or thinking that perhaps their teams are showing some signs of, of pressure and stress. And, you know, once once you've taken a look at um, G's offer and you're ready to take your business to the next stage and you're feeling really refreshed and, and ready to charge forward, maybe that's the charges not perhaps the quite the right word but ready to move forward uh with excitement and ambition then you can always come to the rgen website so go to rgen.online and book in a session with me also and we can look at what it might what might be needed to take your business to the next stage of growth or your leadership to to new levels so maybe think about that and be ready and fresh to uh have a, an exciting new year, which isn't that far away from us, but probably I should be mentioning that in October. So anyway, Dee, it's been amazing to have you on the program on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts with us as we are as we all recognize that we are. We know we do now many people who are really suffering at the moment, so brilliant practical tips and ideas. And of course, the offer to have a conversation with you and you'll
1: help me to feel re-energized and repurpose. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. Yes, it's really important that leaders look at workplace well-being and um, to really begin to set their environment, you know, recreate a new environment to put them in the right space for the new year. Um, And I know we've only got three months, so I think you're quite right in (laughs) bringing that topic up. Uh, But I think the environmental changes are really important um, to get the the best performance out of your teams. Yes. Very good note to, to end
0: on. Thank you, G. Thank you. And
1: of course, a
0: big thank you to all of you listening to the podcast. We really appreciate that. We also welcome your comments as well. So please get in touch with us and tell us, you know, what you would like to hear about on the podcast or any um, other topics that you think would be really interesting or any questions that you might have. So on that note, uh, goodbye and see you See you next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And as always, if you enjoyed it, we welcome a review. And if you have any questions and like to get in touch with us, you can do that at the R J E N dot co.uk website.